0: So listen to this in Psalm 146, and we'll just kind of begin this part of our service together like this. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord, O my soul, and I will praise the Lord as long as I live, and I will sing praises to my God while I have my being. Put not your trust in princes, in a son of man in whom there is no salvation. Now, it's obviously not talking about the Son of Man. It's in a Son of Man, in a person, in a human being. When, this, when his breath departs, he returns to the earth, and on that very day, his plans perish. Ladies and gentlemen, can I just tell you, please do not put your trust in me as your pastor. Now, that doesn't mean you can't trust me, but don't put your hope and trust in me superseding what your hope and trust would be in Jesus. Please don't do that to me because I cannot handle that. It's too much for me as a person, as a human being. And yes, I am the pastor. God has called me to this place. It's not because I was perfect and the most qualified, I guarantee you that. But I was in the right place at the right time for that. And so don't put your hope and trust in me, but put it in the one who you can depend on and that is Jesus. Blessed is he whose help is the God of Jacob, whose hope is in the Lord his God. The one who made heaven and earth, the sea and all that is in them, who keeps faith forever, who executes justice for the oppressed, and who gives food to the hungry. The Lord sets the prisoners free. The Lord opens the eyes of the blind. The Lord lifts up those who are bowed down. The Lord loves the righteous. The Lord watches over the sojourners. That's us. We're just journeying through this life. He upholds the widow and the fatherless, but the way of the wicked he brings to the ruin. The Lord will bring for, or reign forever, your God, O Zion, to all generations. Praise the Lord. Before we go any further, I was telling my wife this. I don't want anybody to sit alone today, okay? And so... I asked my wife to to go. There's a precious young lady that's here today. I said, I don't want her to be by herself. And so if you're sitting alone, and if you're introverted, you need an extroverted person to come sit next to you, all right? We need some balance. Justin, are you alone or are you with someone? I don't understand. All right? That's good. Yeah, move around. And some of you are thinking, man, I'm glad I brought somebody with me today. This would be really awkward. And then, I'm, I'm always challenging the people in our church who come here on a regular basis, you have to look around and find the people who, you know, I wonder if this is their first time or if they've only been here a couple times because um, their face is not as familiar as the other faces I've seen. Then it's your responsibility to go meet those people, you know, and say, hey, welcome. You know, you were that person at one time, and so don't let it be awkward and uncomfortable for them. That's like the most basic thing we could do as a church. It's easy. It's easy to do. I'll just just be honest with you. I'm afraid my thoughts are going to be a little bit jumbled today <laughs> uh, just because of all the stuff we went through. If you were not familiar, we had a young boy in our church pass away on Tuesday who had been battling with can- or leukemia for a long time. And that happened Tuesday afternoon at 3.55, and it's been a crazy whirlwind week ever since. <clears throat> but um, I'm thankful that I have a job, and I'm provided the opportunity to, to be where I need to be when I'm supposed to be there. And so for all of you that support the work of this ministry, thank you for making that possible. So this morning I want to cast... Um, this continual vision of families doing ministry together. Or if the family is the, I believe, the most important ministry in the church. You, as a leader of your family, kind of take on this role of the pastor of that particular group. Now, if you are alone in your home, you're the pastor of that family then. <laughs> it's just you then. And then you have other people that you may become in contact with that you can, can minister to and shepherd and love. And so we got all these individual little churches, micro-churches, if you will, are called families, and they all come together on a Sunday morning at different places to worship and celebrate together. Does that make sense? All right, that's the vision I want you to, to continue to get a hold of. And then when we come together as a church, we serve as a church family. This is my church family. And we've talked about in the last couple of weeks that not all families are perfect. We all got our issues. We all have that one cousin, Eddie, that everybody doesn't really like to talk about, but he's there. you know. And, and I joked with, with uh, some not too long ago that you might be cousin Eddie. I don't know. But we, we're called to love you too. <laughs> you you want to be cousin Eddie? All right. Here's our cousin Eddie right here. <laughs> And so the church is a family. We we look for opportunities to serve together because here's the here's the, the umbrella of which we'll live under today. Church, the church is a verb. It's a verb. It's action. It's it's not only being you know who we are in Christ, but we are actually doing what He is that He's called us to do. So so church is a verb. And and I'm just thankful for the opportunities that I've seen in the last month in our church alone of people being the church and being a verb and being in in action. We saw families come together a few weeks ago and just learning about and serving at the treasure chest. The treasure chest is connected to the school. You've heard me talk about it before. Um, And it's a great opportunity to minister to families in our community that, um, that just need someone to reach out and give them a hand. I've seen brothers in our church come together to to volunteer to go pick up other people's trash in our community. I've seen the way we have rallied behind families in our church that have been suffering because of illness. And it seems like a lot of that has come on all at once. And we've all come together. And everybody has this, this thought of, like, what can I do? What can I do? What can we do to help those people? I have saw it in other people entering into other people's pain. And you know what? When you do that, it can be messy to enter into somebody else's pain. But it's also incredibly marvelous to watch it happen. Tuesday, I went to to the hospital to visit the Jarris family and and it was a tough day, and they thought there were some improvements, and Landon was still being kept alive by this machine called an ECMO machine. And, but they said, you know, he looks better today, Brady. They moved him to a new room, and, you know, there's still hope. And so I encouraged a, another couple with the, in our church. I said, you know what? Hey, why don't you, come, why don't you guys come too? They'd, they'd love to see you. It'd be great for them to see you. Uh, in a way it's kind of like enter into this mess with me would you because this is a lot to handle and would you come with me and help me and one of the ladies in our church was already there as part of the helping their family and and so while we were there we got the news that Landon wasn't going to make it and I was really grateful that I had somebody else there with me in the family to help that family I remember what day it was. I got, a, I got a phone call from a guy that I've been kind of ministering to over the years. He was really struggled with an alcohol addiction. And, and I saw him come up on my phone. And I'm like, oh, no. Yeah, I said that. Oh, no. <laughs> Not again. Answered the phone. I said, hey, how you doing? Yeah. I said, Bob, have you been drinking again? Yeah. Because he sounded, he told me the same stories he's told me over all these years. It's like, Bob, I'm going to be honest with you, man. I do not have in my capacity today to, to help you. I just can't do it today. I said, but I, but I might know somebody that can. I said, would you be open to somebody else coming and talking to you? Yes, I would. Hung up the phone, called my friend, part of our family. And I said, would you go and talk to this guy? Would you go to his house and enter into his mess on my behalf? And he said, yeah, I will. And he did. And he's probably wishing that he wouldn't have taken my phone call (laughs) at this particular point. (laughs) Because it is messy, and it is hard, and it is not convenient for us at times. It's not comfortable to enter into that, that place but I appreciate him doing that because I couldn't do it. Side note, if you think the pastor or just the people who are in leadership of the church, they're the ones that are supposed to be doing all the stuff and the rest of us will just come in and and receive and not give, I'm just sharing my heart with you this morning. Please don't don't feel that way. Please don't think that's the way church is supposed to function because it's not supposed to function. That's the way we used to do church. But we don't do church that way anymore. We need each other because all of you have, are gifted and, and possess skills and abilities that together we can accomplish so much more. And so coming into this place with this idea of like, I come not just to, to receive from the Lord, but I come to figure out how is it that I'm supposed to